Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. AVS Media Papa Hotel Lima Echo November Radio Check. Papa Echo November. Good afternoon. Richard Five. Good afternoon. Richard Five as well. Papa Echo November. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we are coming to you from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxoneradiotv.com. And of course... The Exxon archives are available for the past 90 days at 
exonepodcast.com. After that, just go to Apple iTunes, where they remain, for what I'm told, is eternity. Hmm. My gosh, they're going to be around when I'm old. Exonation, my guest this hour is a lady that is an animal communicator. And as you know, I love animals, so this is going to be a great hour. Barb Barkowski is her name. And uh, Barb is the owner of The Healing Journey. She is an animal communicator and energy therapist. Barb's healing journey began while she was working as a nurse. A car accident resulted in chronic pain. Massage therapy provided relief. Barb attended school and received a massage therapy license by the uh, Ohio State Medical Board. While having a massage therapy business, Barb studied energy therapy, including Reiki. She has completed all levels of Reiki, and there's three of them, Exonation, and she did this in 1995. Barb's experience in providing energy therapy for people for 15 years led to animal helpings, uh, children with special needs, and others who cannot verbally communicate. She has assisted those affected by strokes and some who were in comas. She is able to sense imbalances in person's energy on, and also offer suggestions that may help to make them comfortable. Barb's educational background includes energy healing, energy therapy, massage therapy, and nursing. Barb is joining us today to talk about speaking for pets and enhancing their relationships with people. Her website, www.thehealingjourneync.wordpress.com. And Barb Borkowski, welcome to the X-Zone. Hey, Rob, thank you. Thanks for having me. Boy, a nurse, energy healer, helping animals. You're my kind of lady. Well, thank you. So what was it like the first time that you took your, your, if I can call them human skills, human healing skills, and applied them to an animal? Um, I'm trying to say, can I just start from the beginning, if that's okay, that as a child um, I was able to tune into animals mm-hmm. and sense if they weren't feeling well or if they were sad or lonely. Um, and growing up, I just decided I didn't want to be considered the strange little girl, and I would tune that out. So um, once I got into the, we'll say, alternative healing mm-hmm. area, um, people asked me, those humans that I had worked on, asked right. if I ever thought about helping pets and and so I did, and the first time I went into a horse stable, I thought I was going to lose my mind because all of a sudden it's like I could hear or sense from all these probably 20 different horses mm-hmm. all wanting me to speak for them. Wow. Barb, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. This is going to be a very interesting hour, and I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. I love talking to people who love animals. Exonation Barb Bor- uh, Borkowski is her name. She is our guest this hour. We're going to be talking about Let's call it the Dr. Doolittle Factor. There you go. The Healing Journey, nc.wordpress.com is her website. And Barb and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues. We're right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035-WORLDWIDE. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. 
and our website once again www.xzoneradiotv.com we'll be back don't go away Welcome back. Barb Borkowski is my special guest, and we're talking about animal communication uh, this hour. Barb is an animal communicator. She also is going to talk to us about energy therapy. Barb's website is www.thehealingjourneync.wordpress.com. Barb, before we went to the commercial break, you were telling us, uh, as, a, as a young lady... You could, you could actually communicate with animals and feel if they were happy, feel if they were sad. You'd understand uh, if they weren't feeling well. Then you went in, into a stable and you said it was just like all the horses there understood that you had the ability to hear them and to communicate with them. And it was overwhelming. How did you deal with that? Oh, I think I had to take something for a headache after, uh-huh. after I was there for an hour or two. Um but eventually I had to decide that I had to tune out everybody else and just focus on the one animal that, that I was with, which seemed to help. And I was kind of sad for those that, you know, their owners didn't have me see them. But I, I will say when doing energy therapy on animals, whether you're uh, just working on one, the others will feel it because, you can hear them, uh, especially the horses, as they release stress from their bodies. So that kind of radiates to them, which is healing. Yeah. Um, how would you describe your method of communicating with animals? Is it telepathic? Um, I think it. that would be a, a good word to say. I, I think all people have the ability mm-hmm. to be telepathic to be extremely intuitive right but a lot of people are not open to that some it scares them some have better things to do um and some yeah i think they're afraid to do that um i think some being more open do better at Mm -hmm. it and also i i think that we each have gifts and abilities and I know for me, it's something, you know, I was a a year and and a half, I think there's a picture of me touching my great-grandfather's collie, who was sick at the time, and I'm touching him like I was transferring this energy and and knew where he hurt and where he needed to be touched. So it's just being open to it. What was your final push, if I can use that word, that one day you said, you know what, I'm going to become an animal communicator, and I'm going to let the world know what I do. 
Um, I had a yellow Labrador retriever. Her name was Maggie. Mm -hmm. And she was a couple years old at the time. This was back in 1999, I think. Yeah. And when Maggie wanted something, she would stare until someone, you know, whether to let her outside Uh or if she wanted to treat. She'd so focused to get your attention. And (laughs) one afternoon, she's just staring at me. It's like, I don't know what you want. I let her out, gave her a treat, Mm -hmm. you know, played ball with her. It still wasn't enough. And she stood there and then started stomping her front paws on the dining room floor. And I said, what do you want? I'm not getting it. And the thought came to me was that I was supposed to help God's gentle creatures. I'm like, what? And I said, what do you mean? And so to help them, speak for them, do healing work on them. That's what I was supposed to do. And I ignored her, and eventually I had enough people, clients of mine, that I did massage therapy Mm -hmm. and energy work on, was, you know, hey, could you help my horse? Hey, can you help my dog? And so finally I just, I told her, I said, okay, I will do that. And the, the staring stopped. Wow. So so tell me, um, what is it like when you, when you touch these animals? Is it a, is it a feeling of, of heat that transfers from your body to theirs? Uh, can you actually feel the healing take place? I can, and when I say that, you know, people sometimes will call others healers. I, I'm not a healer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just the vessel, the channel, the conduit, whatever word people would care to use. But I feel the healing comes from a, I use the word God, I hope that's okay, um, that, you know, I'm here to, to serve others. As far as your question, yeah, it can feel warmth. Um when areas of of an animal are congested from stress, it may feel cool to them if the area is too warm to begin with. So the energy comes through me um, and out through my hand. And mm-hmm. yes, I can feel it. Sometimes it'll vibrate when I touch them um, if they're really in need of energy. And um, like I said, it could be warm or feel cool. Most animals, though, they love it. Um, They're different from people in the fact that they would like to be well, and a lot of people don't want to be well. Are there any type of animal that you've come across that is more susceptible to healing than another? Probably dogs. Yes, I. Yes, dogs. Hmm. Um, Horses... Yeah, but if they become uncomfortable, because any type of of energy work, you know, it stirs things up and Mm -hmm. may feel uncomfortable at first. And so it's it's an unusual feeling, and sometimes they'd like to get away from that. But dogs, I I haven't had a dog yet in the many years that I've done this that would ever walk away and go, no, I don't want that. They just suck it up. They love it. And cats... Being that they have smaller bodies, you know, sometimes energy can maybe be a little overwhelming mm-hmm. to them. But they also have a mind of their own, kind of like, what are you doing? You know, I'm smarter than you. <laughs> and I say that teasingly because they they tr- they are smart, but think, you know, they're not as dependent mm-hmm. upon people as 
say, dogs or horses would be. You can wow. leave a cat for a while if they have food and water in a litter box. Exactly. So the dogs, they need us. Well, you know, it's funny. The dogs have had a working relationship with us throughout history. In mm-hmm. present day, we use them in the armed forces. We use them in police work. Uh, they're, they're our best service animals to help uh, people who need help. Um, did you ever think when you were a nurse that you were going to use your empathic and, and hands-on touching on these beautiful little animals? No. I, probably, I told you I could do this as, as a child, and mm-hmm. I had skeptics adult skeptics in my life that I just stopped sharing what I knew. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought I'd be a nurse the rest of my life. I truly did. And I don't think there are accidents in life or coincidences, you know, to be in an accident and learn of massage therapy and from there the energy work. And then eventually back to how I was as a child to, you know, help animals the best that I, I could and, and to be a voice for them. Wow. I, I'd like to share something else. Please, As please. a nurse, I could, just like I do with animals, I, I could look at people and get a feel, you know, things would pop in my head as to what their diagnosis may be, mm-hmm. um, you know, what they were, without even looking at their admission papers. And it always always came back correct so i feel that god's given me a gift and i'm open to to do work for him while here do the animals when you when you start communicating with them do they open up to you do they do they do they talk about any frustrations that they might have not being able to communicate with their owners their masters those that they take care of most dogs, if I if I go to a home, um, I can do this remotely too, just by looking at a picture of an animal. But when I do on-site calls, they come to the door like, "Where have you been? I've mm-hmm. been waiting for you for so long." Um, yes, I'd say the majority have problems, issues related to the humans that they live with. Um, you know, animals will have their own stress factors. Um, but they're so receptive to how we feel, to our stress levels that affect them and they have their own stress. So it just compounds that. Wow. How about, how about other types of creatures, uh, birds, for example, have you had any, any workings with, uh, with birds? I have, um, when I first decided to include this with my um, business, the healing mm-hmm. journey was one lady had had me come there, and this bird—I don't know if it sensed—she let it out of a cage. I think it was a macaw, a big bird, and just came swooping at me. And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, <laughs> settle down here!" But I have worked with birds, mm-hmm. um, and it's similar um, to picking up issues related to the people that they live with. I've helped guinea pigs, iguanas, rabbits, dogs, cats, horses. And people ask me about snakes, and I said no, and I hope no one ever (laughs) asks me because I'm still not comfortable with snakes. I don't know. 
too many people who are, except my eldest daughter, her and her husband raise boa constrictors. Oh. Exactly. You know, and my little. Do you go around them? My grandchildren just love them. Oh, my. And I just sit there and. I don't know what it is to fear, but it's there for me. Yeah, you and me both, my dear. You and me both. So, you (laughs) see, in my eyes, you are the real. Dr. Doolittle. So we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, Barbara Borkowski is her name. Her website is www.thehealingjourneync.wordpress.com. And Barb and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network. UK High Definition Radio. Euro High Definition Radio. And Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. XZoneRadioTV.com But Oz never did give nothing to the Tin Man And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Our email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at Hotmail. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. And I'd like to welcome all the listeners around the world who are now listening to the Exxon on Turquoise Radio, and we're very proud to be part of the fine uh, job that the people at Turquoise Radio are doing. Barb Barkowski is my special guest this hour. She's an animal communicator. Her website is www.thehealingjourneync.wordpress.com. And Barb, when you get to communicating with these animals and they realize that you have the ability to, to hear and communicate with them, do they express any frustration with the way their owners are handling them, or do they do they express any desires for you to communicate with their owners? Um, they do. They'll sometimes are cautious, a little hesitant, maybe that's the word at first, to share mm-hmm. their stories. Um, but I reassure them that it's okay, and that you know they're the people that they love are okay with what they have to share. So, you know, we'll help their 
a relationship and so they could work out any problems that are existing. Yeah, and earlier in the hour, we were discussing how you do uh, distant communication sessions, and, and I'm intrigued to understand how this works. Um, well, I found when I lived in North Carolina, mm-hmm. which is what the NC in my website is refers to, um, when I moved back to Ohio, where I grew up, mm-hmm. and people asked me if I could do it remotely, and I said, no, I don't know how to do that. Well, let me just send a picture and we'll see. Well, turns out that I could. Um, it's the same thing. I, I think anybody could uh, relate to how if you look at a, a photograph of anyone or anything, you get a, a sense of something, whether mm-hmm. they're happy, whether they're sad, um, by the expressions on the people's faces or how the animals may look. Um, so what I do is just to say a prayer that I'm open to what the animal needs open to what the animal would like to share so that it can help him and the people. How do you deal how do you deal with a situation, Barb, where it's the actions of the owner that are causing the problems with the with their pet? Well, you know what? It, I will say it always is. Really? Wow. Yes. So how do you deal with that? Because here you are, somebody who's been brought into a situation to help their little furried friend, and you've got to turn around and say, well, you know what? The problem isn't with Rover. The problem is with you. How do you handle that? Um, I usually tell people ahead of time, say it's it's not just about mm-hmm. your pet. It's about you, and that could be difficult to hear. And if you're ready to hear that, we can proceed. And if not, you know, some people are okay with it, and some actually get upset or get sad and cry or, you know, denial. Yeah. Uh, denial is a big part of it. And they say, well, you know, your animal's just trying to make things better. I don't believe um, that anything is is made up. And many times there are specific detailed information that the people can't deny is the truth. And it's not, you know, I don't know them. I've never been to their home. I've never seen their animal. And yet something very specific that relates to them is shared, and they go, oh, well, that's right. It must be right. What types of problems have you helped people work with on their on their pets? A lot of pets, I would say... We'll say dogs, mm-hmm. for instance. Uh, when the people work and the animals, they're all day by themselves. I, I mean, they need exercise. They need interaction because they're pack animals. So all day when their pack leader is gone, the people in their lives is gone, then they're just by themselves and they need direction. And for some that don't have a leader with them all the time, it, it's a cause for anxiety um so i guess it would be behavioral problems that that can be related to um not enough exercise you know playtime um a a big thing people need to share what's what's going on Mm -hmm. in their lives because the animals will pick up stress or sadness and if people would talk to their 
pets like they were you know part of the family to say yes I'm feeling sad because whatever it may be or I'm stressed because it's been uh, very difficult at work or I'm concerned about money or whatever the issue may be if people just speak those words like it's a person on some level animals understand I think their souls do and I believe that animals are way advanced spiritually um, than people are. That's exactly what you and I were talking about before we went to air right. tonight, is is how, in my opinion, animals are way above us on the chain of... Um, what, how, do, how do they call that again? The um, Anyway... I think animals are way above us, as you said, in, in spirituality and in actual intelligence, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't go out and kill for the sake of killing or bomb for the sake of bombing. They, you know, they just don't do that. And and yet, you know, they're, if all the animals and insects on this planet got together and decided to wage war on us humans, it's game over. Right. And uh, and I don't and I don't understand why people don't have a better respect for animals. It 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 just breaks me up inside to see how some people treat animals, whether it's a, a horse, whether it's a dog, whether it's a pet rabbit, a pet guinea pig, even a pet goldfish. It just it just breaks me up inside because I, I don't understand it. And yet here you work with it all the time. How do you deal with it? Um. Uh. Well, for a while, I volunteered at a animal shelter, mm-hmm. and it just got to be too much. It was sad because um, there were dogs and cats there, and any time a person would come in, it was they'd get such hope that they're going to be taken out of there. Yeah. They'll have a forever home, and to see their little faces as you walked away, it just broke my heart. And you know, I see many things. Uh, posted lately it's been on facebook i hope it's okay to say sure that. it is sure uh, right. you know of of animals that have been rescued i mean horses that are just bone yeah. and uh, in filth i it just and i saw another picture and i cried a lot where some muscular young guy was holding up a dog by his neck and punching him Yes, and it's there was a video, and I found it highly <laughs> repulsive. But I guess for some people trying to understand, people were stressed, people were angry, but, and that's a means of venting that anger. It, it doesn't make it right by any means. But what does that um, tell you if a person is mean to an animal? What kind of human are they? How do they treat fellow humans? Not very well, I no. would think. And you know, at this point here, I would just like to thank the members of society who work with animals, and especially to the enforcement branches of of cities, municipalities, towns, states, uh, the American SBCA, the Canadian SBCA, who work to bring these people to justice. God bless them all, and the volunteers that work with these organizations. Right. They are. They are the. They are the. The angels, as I call them, the angels of animals. Yeah. You know, if you think about animals, if people could be more like them, Mm -hmm. and what I mean is the capacity to love. Yeah. Even if you take an abused animal, it still will love. You 
know, it, it's they're all about love. Do you think that there should be stricter regulations for people who go to shelters before they're allowed to adopt an animal? Um, I'm not that familiar uh, with how they are now. Mm -hmm. I, I do have a friend who she just uh, adopted her fifth rescue, I think, and it was she had adopted from that particular rescue yeah. uh, a couple months before, but she still had to go through the whole whole process, the visitation, the the paperwork. And, mm -hmm. I mean, she's an awesome, awesome animal lover. She's a wonderful person. Um, and even though she was known for being so good yeah. to provide a good home, she still had to go through the process. You know, when you look at what happens at Christmas, little Tommy or Sally would like a puppy. Mom and Dad go out and get right. a puppy without without really investigating what it takes to bring another member of the family into the house. You have the veterinary bills, you have the upkeep, right. you've got the little guy who has to go out for walks, there's the care, there's the grooming. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, they, you know, three, four months down the road, Little Rover's not a puppy anymore, and Little Rover ends up at the SBCA or the American SBCA or some shelter somewhere too. You know, just to start the whole process over again. And and people don't realize that these little lives are affected. And you can they see sure this you can see the sorrow in their eyes. You can see the hurt and the pain in their eyes. Yeah. All I'm saying for, for all animals it's it's more or less um, what did I do wrong? Yes, exactly. I think that's a a common question yeah. when working with those that have been rescued. Um, in the horse world, I mean, that's so common. Mm -hmm. Let's sell this one. Let's bring this one in. And that's just how it is. It depends on what kind of horse shows they like to participate in. Um, or their little girl outgrows a pony, so well, let's ship this one out and bring this one in. And I'm not criticizing them. That's just how, how it is, those that are into equine. But it is it is hard on the horse. You know, some I'll, mm -hmm. I'll see, and it's this is my seventh owner. Wow. Uh, I, I'm afraid I'm going, they're going to get rid of me. You know, what did I do wrong? They always want to know what they do wrong. And it's like you haven't done anything wrong. Um, so people, yeah, a puppy sounds like a wonderful, they're cute and playful, yeah. but it is. You know, to housebreak and the feedings and the walking and yeah. it's a lot of work. It's, it's like having a newborn, a human newborn in your home. You see, basically, I mean, what you're doing is you're bringing another member into the family, right? You know, and and I you know I believe that people should stop and think before they go out and adopt a dog, a cat, a bunny rabbit. Go to your local pet store and buy a white mouse or whatever, because right. with bringing an animal into your home comes a lot of responsibility. A lot. Yeah. And many, you know, first-timers, well, not just the first-timers, but they see that and go, ooh, this is more than I thought. Mm -hmm. And yes, the poor little one gets taken back or uh, some people just abandon them. Yeah. You know, to leave them, plop them out on the road somewhere. Yep. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. Sad fact of life is that we're a disposable society. Yeah. Anyway, Exonation, what I'm trying to get across, and I and I, I, you know, after talking to 
Barb for the past nearly an hour now. I believe that we're of the same mindset that please think and really think. Do your homework before you even contemplate bringing another member of the animal world into your home. It's going to cost you money. You've got food. You've got vet bills. You've got groomers. You have to take them for walks. It's a lot of responsibility. And please, if you're not sure that you can fulfill this responsibility to the best of your ability, then pass up the opportunity of adopting until you know that you can. You'll be doing yourself a favor, but you'll also be doing that little furry animal that might have to be given up at a shelter a favor as well. And who knows, maybe, maybe the little animal will go into a home where he's truly loved and gets the attention that he truly deserves. Barb, you and I have to take our final break for this hour. Please stand by. It's been great talking to you and having you here in the X-Zone. Barb and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break, X-Zone Nation. And uh, for more information on Barb Borkowski and the great work that she does and how you can contact her for a consultation, www.thehealingjourneync.wordpress.com. That's www.thehealingjourneync.wordpress.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Explanation of Barb Borkowski is my special guest this hour. And uh, we've been talking about animal communication. Her website is www.thehealingjourneync.wordpress.com. First of all, Barb, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great hour with you. Thank you for the great work that you do in helping our little friends uh, not only feel better, but better understand and, you know, through you communicate to their owners. Um, the imbalance that they may be suffering. Now, what can what can pet owners do, Barb, to reduce the stress with their pets? Uh, first of all, exercise, exercise, exercise. Um, that's important to see obese animals. There's really no excuse for it. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to them. Let them be aware of what's going on within the home, if there's any kind of changes happening, 
um, any kind of stress, increase in stress level right. for the people. Just talk to them like you would your friend, your best friend, and that reassures them. You know that it's not something they did; it's something going on with you. But they just hearing you talk is reassuring to them. How long does a, a session take uh, on a distant uh, session that you do with animals? Um, what I do when people email a picture to me, mm-hmm. um, I sit down, I've timed it. it, it averages around 45 minutes to look at the picture and to type up the information that comes to me, and I send that uh, information back by through email, and mm-hmm. if people have questions, I'll be happy to answer them as a follow-up. So roughly around 45 minutes, maybe a little over, to, to do a reading. What would you like to leave our listeners with tonight, Barb? What would I love your pets? Take care of your pets. Um, they really are our greatest teachers. I feel mm-hmm. uh, as far as important lessons in life, and and they can be models of how to love unconditionally. And if more people could be loving others unconditionally, there'd be a lot more peace on earth. And that's part of what, why I'm here, I feel, is just to be a peacemaker. And if it's through helping people to have a better understanding of their horse, dog, cat, mm-hmm. guinea pig, whatever it may be, then I'm honored to be able to do that. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem, right? What's that? I said if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Oh, for sure. Barb, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you and for sharing this hour with us. And I hope that your work with animals continues for a much-needed long time. Thank you so much, Rob. I, I appreciate it. My great pleasure. ExoNation, if you'd like to contact Barb for a one-on-one consultation with either yourself or your little furried one, here's her website, www.thehealingjourneyNC. Dot wordpress.com that's www.thehealingjourneync.wordpress.com I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada once again, Exonation, the Exzone Directory of Who's Who is available online at exzonedirectory.com if you're looking for someone to help you with ghosts, hauntings, things that go bump in the night, ghosts, exorcisms, UFOs, much more. One, e- one uh, site to go to, and that's www.exzonedirectory.com. I'll be back after the news. Don't go away. <laughs> 